Welcome to Harvest Time. My name is Chris Harper, and our host on this program is Pastor Gary Walton, the lead pastor at Harvest Baptist Church. Every week, we spend these 25 minutes together telling you the stories of our church by interviewing our members and other friends of the ministry. We'd invite you to join us at our church this week for services on Sunday, 8.45 a.m. and 10.45 a.m., We have Japanese and Korean translation available during the 10.45 a.m. service. And that's also when we live stream at hbcguam.org, hbcguam.org. This week, Pastor Ken Keltner will be speaking from Acts 1, 1 through 8, His Last Command, Our First Concern. Let's begin today's harvest time by welcoming Pastor Gary Walton. Hi, Pastor. Hey, half a day, Chris. Uh, We're really privileged to have Pastor Ken Keltner actually with us in studio. We're going to introduce him in just a minute, but he will be preaching this Sunday. Um, He's here to be connected with our Young Pros Retreat, and I'm going to ask him some questions about that, and I'll give you some details about that as we're going forward. But um, going to be has a heart for evangelism, a heart uh, to see people know and love Jesus and the gospel to be clear. And so we love you preaching this Sunday out of Acts 1, 1 through 8. But Pastor Ken, first of all, welcome to Harvest Time. Thank you for well, being with Pastor us. Well, Pastor Gary, Chris, good to be with you. And I've, I've just enjoyed uh, my time here. Kathy and I both are here. We've just really been um, so encouraged by the ministry here at Harvest. We've heard so much about it and have only passed through Guam on our way to Palau. And so this is our first time uh, here at, at, at Harvest Ministries. And, man, thank you for asking us to – to be here and to, to be a part of your work, and uh, we're praying for the ministry here and excited to see it firsthand. Well, we're thrilled to have you here. Pastor Ken is the lead pastor at Brookside Baptist Church in the Milwaukee area suburb. Brook, yeah, Brookfield a suburb, and um, yeah, now we want to reach our, our whole area, and uh, my one passion has been we'd love to see many, many first-generation Christians, you know, Amen. that were able to see discipled. And, so that that's our passion. You've been there uh, a number of years now. Yeah, March, uh, early March will be uh, our 18th year there. Yeah. So I was looking back at you know just some information. I was I was putting the math together and I thought it was 18, but I let yeah. you lead yeah. it to make yeah. sure. So no, 18, 18 <laughs> years and and you know before that we were at Northland Baptist Bible College at the time. That's what it was called, and we were there five years, but. No, really, uh, really thankful. Uh, I think my favorite passage was my dad's favorite passage there in First Timothy, you know, one twelve, where Paul was just thanking the Lord that he counted him faithful to put him in the ministry. So, just love the opportunities that that God gives us along the way. Brookside has had a you know fairly significant Im- impact and influence in the Wisconsin area, and God's blessed that church over the years. And thankful for your faithful ministry there. Um, your background is in ministry. I think you said that your father uh, had some military yeah. and then past pastoral. Yeah, yeah. my dad, right? my dad and mom both grew up in Wichita, Kansas, and um, he would say they attended church uh, on Christmas and Easter. And um, you know, very moral family. But they, uh, he married my my mom, and they ended up going out to. He was Air Force, and they were stationed out in Greenville, South Carolina, at Donaldson Air Force Base. And they were living uh, next to a, a couple uh, by the name of George and Nadine Sims, and they're all with the Lord today. But George and Nadine and just befriended my mom and dad, invited them into their home, had meals with them, and kept sharing the gospel with them. And 
And uh, there was one evening after my mom and dad went home, they said, you know what? It's time that we turn our life to Jesus Christ and put his faith. They, they both put their faith and trust in the Lord same night. And uh, as soon as my dad finished his stint in the Air Force, then he went back to, to Bob Jones University and uh, got his Bible degree. And uh, I think he worked on his master's at some point and um, pastored for over just around 50 years. Two, two main locations, Tulsa, Oklahoma, and um, Colorado Springs. He did youth pastor some in Wichita and went back to his home church in Wichita. And then he did some, um, when he retired, he still did some uh, ministry of filling in with churches without a pastor and would help them find a pastor. Mm. And I think he did that for about four or five years even then. So, yeah, he was a great, great example of, of just faithful, just steady, not up and down, just steady. Uh, Pastor, Pastor Ken, uh, we mentioned been at uh, Brookside for uh, 18 years. Prior to that, your ministry it was varied. You spent some time in uh, Oklahoma, mm-hmm. youth pastor music, then Colorado, and then you talked about your time at Northland as student life coordinator or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and that was uh, that was a little bit of everything. I, okay. I originally went to Northland uh, from Tri City. I'd been at Tri City in Denver, uh, Westminster, for 12 years. And uh, Sam Horn and Marty Bond uh, had talked to me about uh, trying to set up a uh, missions camp where kids, you know, that were in smaller churches could come for a week of training and then then move out for um, an actual missions trip. And as far as I got with that was the brochure. <laughs> I was just, you know, they just had me going, you know, basically traveling, speaking to teenagers, and um, then doing different things on campus. And so it was, uh, it, it was a great opportunity to impact and uh, be involved in the lives of college kids. And yet I knew, man, there was just something. I just wanted to be back in a local church. That was my heart. And God opened that door. And when we went to visit at Brookside, um, Sam Horn was actually the pastor then. And, um, I just wanted to be wherever God was at work. And, I, and we have what we call a Brookside 101 that we'll usually have over at our home on a Saturday for a couple hours and then have lunch with the folks. And, and that's how I start Brookside 101, that the reason we're at Brookside is we see God at work. Mm-hmm. And with one, you know, with one life, we want to be involved where God is at work. Uh, your background was in uh, in some teen ministry college. How's that influence you know your leadership as a you know senior pastor? <laughs> well, <laughs> one one thing that that changed a little bit is um, you know with teens, um, you know if you're preaching to teens and you're boring, they let you know it pretty quick. <laughs> uh, I'm not saying adults don't either, but there there was a... Well, they do it in a different kind yeah, of way. Yeah, they right. do. It's a little bit nicer. <laughs> but uh, the transition, um, that was uh, that was probably a little bit harder for me because um, even as a youth pastor, and I that, that's been part of my life for about 20 years. The last couple of years I've been doing youth pastor at work. Our youth pastor uh, moved on and We've had nobody. We're still looking for someone. So I, I tell, I told the teens here, you know, and and sharing that that I I tell I told our teens, hey, you got a new youth pastor. I know he's bald and he's sixty five years old, but hey, here we come. <laughs> here we go. Yeah, and um, but uh, teens have has really been a, a passion, um, and getting them on the mission field, getting them involved in evangelism, and uh, them them reaching their own 
you know, their own peers has been a big burden, and that still is uh, for us even uh, right now as we're, we're ministering to teens. You have a love for sports. In fact, yeah. we were just talking before mm-hmm. we uh, got on air that um, you, do, you're, you do a weekly sports and minister, sports and faith mm-hmm. uh, radio, state, uh, radio show each week. Uh, yeah, each it's week ca- right? yeah, it's called Faith in the Zone. Okay. And we were we've been on secular we've been on two different secular stations. One was a total sports um, talk show, and then the other one is um, con- connected with iHeartRadio right now. But it's all secular. It's we're not on any Christian station with that. Our church does have uh, a program on VCY, which is a, uh, a premier Christian station in our, in our area. So. And then uh, just getting a little bit more of your background, you have four kids, right? Yeah, four boys, and um, they all went to uh, Lancaster Bible College. Uh, our youngest uh, still is a few credits shy of graduating, but a couple of them have got their, their master's, one from Karen uh, University and one from um, Baptist Bible College at Clark Summit. And um, at, th- at, at one time we had three in the ministry. Our oldest now is in Augusta, Georgia. He started a um, – really, it's kind of a ministry. It started by believers in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania called Soccer Shots. He bought a franchise, so he's there. Our young, our, our second son is in uh, Little Lake Harbor, New Jersey. He's a youth pastor at Calvary Baptist. He's been there about seven, seven or eight years now. And, and uh, they, you know, they kind of followed the same – line um being involved in the public schools you know i've i've coached in the public schools and that was that's a miracle how god opened up doors to be you know coaching in public schools and opportunities with the gospel but uh, then our third son is um he's right now in commercial real estate he was he's still in the same church he was at one time the college pastor um, at grace church in akron and then our youngest is military uh, he's in spe- he's special forces, and um, he's he's located in Colorado Springs right now. It's amazing watching those kids grow up and yeah, you know, and branch uh, out. Yeah, and now all the the grandkids come along, and with a family of four boys, we now have uh, seven granddaughters and three grandsons, and we have another granddaughter on the way. Mm-hmm. So that'll give us eight. So that's been unique for the Keltner family that had all boys. <laughs> it's a li- different world with it's the girls, right? It's a different right? world. Yeah. Different world. We love it, but it's a different world. Uh, you, you, this is your first time here on Guam, first right. time at Harvest, right? Mm-hmm. Which first is ama- amazing to me because we've, you know, your church has had connections at Harvest yeah. for a long time. What do you think about our beautiful island? Uh, I love Guam. Um, love the people, the friendliness. Um, and, and we've really loved being here, seeing Harvest Ministries and, uh, you know, the, there's been several things that have stood out to me. One, uh, and I was talking to um, the high school principal, Andrew, uh, yeah, today. Yeah, Andrew Dongan. Yeah. One thing that stood out to me is is that uh, your faculty, your staff, enjoy being around teenagers. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I was telling Andrew that there was a Christian school we pulled one of our boys out of, and the chairman of the school wanted to do an exit interview with me. And um, I said, sure, yeah, I met him at a Starbucks, I think, and... He said, why did you pull your kid out? I said, well, the school's been around for 40 years, right? And he goes, yeah. I go, tell me, I'm just curious, how many young people have gone into full-time ministry from your school? And he said at the time, he said, well, can I count two of your sons? I go, okay, there's two. He said, my daughter married a pastor. I go, okay, there's three. Well, well why are you, you know, you're putting that whole blame on, on, on the school? I go, absolutely not. I think that's, that's from the home. 
But I said, I think the school has a big part of it that it seems to me that you have a lot of faculty here, faculty on staff that seem to hate teenagers mm-hmm. and don't like them. And um, I think I hear from teens, man, I, I never would want to be a Christian school teacher. I would never want to be in full-time Christian ministry. I said, uh, so I said that's, that's what I've seen, and that's kind of why, why we pulled out. But I, I've seen here just you have a lot of good connectors with your young people. And then, uh, you know, Pastor Gary, one thing I noticed is as you were giving us a tour, all the kids coming up giving you a hug. Mm. And, I, and then Kathy and I have talked about that, and I said, man, that says a whole lot. That says that, that Pastor Gary has a great love not only for the adults but for the children, um, no matter what their age. And that, that, was, that, was, that spoke volumes to me watching that. Mm. that that's powerful. Well, thank you for that. But, man, I, I'm so thankful that you see um, the – caliber of our faculty and uh, t- to be here just a couple days and identify that because I would tell you you are right on yeah um, our our staff love these kids and um, and I think our kids know that mm-hmm. um, they know that they're loved we try to tell them that as often as mm. we can that they're loved and this is the place where you know um, they can find God they can hear about him they can know him uh, and following God is the best thing in the world, you know. Yeah. And so I'm really thankful for the faculty that are just yeah. faithfully no, that, loving pe- yeah. people. Yeah, that that stands out. I mean, you know, uh, people are con- people that are connectors are impactors. Yes, and uh, that that's what I've seen. Uh, Pastor Ken and Kathy are here uh, for the the primary reason to be part of a retreat that's happening to uh, well, depending on when you're listening to this, uh, this weekend, Friday and Saturday. Uh, we have a group at Harvest called our Young Pro, Young Professionals. Um, it's uh, singles in their 20s and 30s, some faculty, some uh, teachers around the island, some military, some professionals. That's why we call it Young Pros. Uh, Pastor Jake Schnorr, who you know well, mm-hmm. uh, Jake did an internship at your church at Brookside, and uh, he's. we're just so thankful for him and Brittany and their their heart primarily for that group. It's just uh, a great group. But annually about this time, now for a few years, they've been doing this retreat. And I think uh, Jake told me they've got 55 or 60 young pros that are going to be there. Mm -hmm. And uh, we've invited you to come and uh, just share God's word and share your heart uh, with them. So actually, I wanted to let you know, um, if you're listening to this, particularly Friday night, you can call into the church and still find out about this retreat. You can uh, connect. They'll be at a beach uh, spot here on on Saturday morning. And, uh, man, we'd love to invite you to that. But, um, uh, Pastor Gant, tell me a little bit just about your burden for that, what you'd like to communicate to that group. Uh, I, th- I think I'm especially burdened for that group right now because you see less and less of that age group in our churches. Mm. You see more older congregations and um, you see more churches having to go into some sort of bring someone in for some revitalization or they actually just merge or they close down. Yeah. And um, I, I don't know if it was Pew Research lately that I saw that uh, 80% of pastors today are 65 and older. Hmm. And um, I, I think it, it really hit me in 1987. Um, I graduated in, in 1980. Um, I actually know 83 is when it hit me. 1983, I, I was working with teens uh, there uh, at a church in, in Tulsa, kind of an inner city church. 
And someone had a um, Bob Jones yearbook, and they and uh, I said, uh, well, let me look at it. And I, I opened up to the ministerial section, and I was like, man, is this just a freshman, you know, guy studying for ministry? And they said, no, that's all of them. And I counted them, 450. Well, in 1980, I graduated, and we had 1,500. Mm. I called my dad, who graduated in, I think, 1958, and I said, just – just kind of look at your yearbook, and he said about 1,600. I thought, man, alive, in three years, what in the world? And then in 1987, I followed up on that, and, and there was a ministry called Lamp International that that in 83 to 87, they showed uh, a 33% drop of missionaries, of uh, those that were either coming off the field or whatever, and, and I don't think that has trended upward. I think it's continued to trend downward, and... Um, you know, the, there's a great concern for this age group, uh, and Satan would love to get a hold of this age group, even as believers. You know, he can't take away our salvation, but he can sure um, discourage us from really saying, God, you have my whole life. I'll do whatever you want to do, want me to do. And I, and I see that, unfortunately, taking place in the lives of a lot of young families and even young singles. And so, man, I hope we're a great encouragement and challenge to him this weekend. Yeah, I really appreciate that. Uh, we are thankful for a, a vibrant group in that area. And I know some of it's connected with, you know, we have some young staff and we do have the connections with the military, but God is doing a work in mm-hmm. our young pros. It's, it's really powerful and it's an encouragement to our whole church family. But to have that definition of the impact and the influence that you know, their lives can have. Oh, uh, absolutely. Feel, you mm-hmm. know, just in, invest and give it up, mm-hmm. you know, for him. So excited to see what God's going to do this weekend. Um, you know, you know, when I look at my life, I'm, I'm a little bit younger than you, but not a lot. Uh, I can look back on some, you know, some seasons uh, of life, sort of some different ways that God works. Uh, for you, Pastor Ken, are there some seasons of life? Can you look back on sort of some challenges and then maybe some really rewarding? What would you say as you sort of look back at, you know, this ministry port that God's given you so far? Mm, yeah, I've been in ministry 43 years. Okay. Um, and so I started off in a Christian school mm-hmm. and uh, also uh, part-time youth pastoring in our Bible church that I grew up in on the west side of Tulsa. Um and I just, I look back on those days, and uh, I mean, Kathy and I threw our whole, our whole life into the those young people. You know, I think we had 20 minutes for lunch. We had we lived six blocks from the church. We would run home, eat lunch, come back. I remember I had a seventh grade Bible class after lunch, and uh, as I got ready to teach, I said, "Now I don't know who is eating uh, salsa right now or picante sauce in my class, but I got a sensitive nose, and I will track you down." <laughs> and one little boy nervously raised his hand. He goes, uh, "Mr. Ken, uh, I think the, uh, the the sauce is all down your tie." <laughs> I said, "No wonder I could smell it. Thank you." <laughs> but uh, throwing yourself in with teens, those were those were just great times, uh, challenging times of God saying. Uh, what are you willing to do for me? And um, we went from um, uh, that ministry across town to a Baptist Bible Fellowship Church, and our church uh, that we grew up in said, we want you to go. You know, they, they wanted us for youth and music, and, and uh, I remember my, 
my dad said, now, you're going to be honest with how much you know about music, right? I go, absolutely. <laughs> and Kathy was nervous when we went over on the interview. And I told him, I said, hey, if you want me to sing a solo, I could probably do that. But anything outside of that, I'm, I'm probably going to struggle, but whatever you want. And so the church um, brought me on, and they had a pretty big choir, and they did a lot of uh, canned music. So, man, you mess up leading. You, it's not like— You can't uh, catch up no, again with uh, the accompanist, right? Pianist, <laughs> could, you, could you go back and—no, no. And I drove the sound guy crazy. He was, he's always uh, on me about my mistakes. But, um, I, you know, I did that, and I, I was—you know, I loved it. We put on some huge programs. They wanted big programs and kind of a speech background— um, that I minored in helped me with some of that. Yeah. I thought, Father, you directed me right down the right path. And then um, we had uh, we would have these teen retreats, and um, a fellow by the name of Matt Olson, who was pastoring out in in Denver, um, we had come in for a teen teen. Or it might have been a college retreat, and um, he came and he asked, or um, he he asked me um, about an opportunity there at Tri City. Chuck Phelps had also been. Um, at a retreat with us, and he'd said, hey, I'm going to go take a church in New Hampshire. Would you come and, and take the youth? And I said, man, no, I love Tulsa. I love what I'm doing here. We're on the inner city. That's kind of where the—I'd the, the uh, I'd been coaching in the Christian school before that, but uh, we had a big public school right across uh, middle school, about 700 kids. And, uh, I, you know, I asked our, our office staff, I go, what have we done to get into that school? And they go, well, we— take flyers and hand hand them out on the sidewalk i go i'm not a i'm not a sidewalk flyer mm-hmm. handout guy mm-hmm. i want to be in there and i prayed and for two years uh nothing really materialized and then boom long story how it worked out but eventually we were running all their athletic programs um the administrator was usually calling me going hey we got a problem here with some kids at school would you come over yeah and we got in really close with that and so i told i told chuck and matt i said no i'm not interested at all but they kept on me and kept on me, and I said, well, if you want me to come out, I said, I'll come out, but I'm not interested. And, and we went out, and the first question I was asked was um, – uh, or no, the first question I asked them was, where are you all in missions? And they go, we don't have a clue what we're doing. And right then I knew, oh, boy, God, you're moving me. <laughs> and I wept like crazy leaving Tulsa. We went. We just had, a, had our second son. Boom, we're in the U-Haul heading out to – Colorado, and that was a whole new ministry opportunity, totally away from our surroundings. Saw God work, and and um, I, I think there was a lot of growing up in my own life there uh, with what God wanted to teach me and do in my life. And then we were, man, we were in the public schools. Uh, our, you know, things were just booming. Uh, we brought in a youth pastor. I was doing a lot of different things in evangelism there at the church, and then Marty Vaughn comes out and says, hey, we want you to come to Northland. And I'm like, "Ah." God sent us to Northland. And and what it was, and I've heard Doc O on your broadcast, and Mm -hmm. I love Doc O. I heard Doc O. Doc O talked to me when I was there visiting Northland, but he gave a message when I was there. I thought, did he get that for me or what? (laughs) And the message was entitled, are you comfortable or are you committed? Mm -hmm. We had just bought a beautiful house, had property, had a barn. I mean – uh, the boys had a lawn business. I mean, things were just booming, and I thought, yeah, I'm pretty comfortable. Mm-hmm. And, um, man, God started working in my life uh, with my own commitment, and we basically gave that up. Headed out now with a couple of U-Hauls and spent five years at Northland and traveling for Northland. That was, I mean, going in cold turkey with teenagers was like, I'm like, whoa. 
and uh, I always always wanted one of my boys with me. You know, I usually, you know, pay paid their way to to be with me on those kind of trips, but met so many different guys that really have a great love for teens and ministry, and and so God was shaping me with that, and then. Uh, moving me to to Brookside, and never really, I never really sought the the position of a lead pastor or anything like that. And in fact, when I was the interim, when our pastor moved on to to a seminary, I I, I was out trying to find a pastor. And they go, "What about you, Ken?" I go, "Oh, I mean, you guys know I've been here six years. You know where all my warts are, and uh, here we go." And but hey, if God wants me in that position, and you guys are a hundred percent on board, and the church. You know, so I've I've candidated twice at Brookside, <laughs> so that's been a that's been a growing. If they experience want you too. twice, then that's a pretty good thing. Uh, yeah, well, some <laughs> 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 enough for me to know this is where God wants me. Yeah, absolutely. It's pretty amazing looking back, you know, on the path that God brings us. Yeah, different parts of it, different things He's taught us, and the ways He's used us in different mm-hmm. ways. It's really fun, kind of hearing that part of it. Pastor Ken, I'm so glad that you're here. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm uh, already, God's used you in the life of our academy, our Bible college. I'm super excited about this weekend, uh, both for the young pros and then at the church on Sunday. If you're listening, we'd invite you to come and uh, just hear the heart and the scriptures as we talk on Sunday morning. Chris will tell you the details of that in just a second. But I know that God's called you here for this time. Mm-hmm. We've been praying uh, for that. And, uh, and I'm hoping in the same time, you know, uh, God will use here as a refreshment and mm-hmm. a challenge and encouragement to your oh, soul. Oh, it has been. And thank you, uh, Pastor Gary, for the opportunity to be here. And Chris, for all you do with radio here and, and getting the word out on the island. Appreciate it. And thank you for listening to Harvest Time. Of course, at this point in the program, we always want to personally invite you again to services at Harvest Baptist Church. Two services Sunday, 8.45 a.m., 10.45 a.m. The Japanese and Korean translation is offered at the 10.45 a.m. service. We also live stream at that time, hbcguam.org, hbcguam.org. We hope to see you this Sunday. Thanks again for listening to Harvest Time.